Thanks for tuning in today. I wonder after two years of a pandemic, how are you doing? I hope you're doing okay. Rest assured that we pray for you on a regular basis so that you can thrive through this difficult season. We care about every single individual in Church Unlimited. And a lot of your faces I've not seen for quite some time now, and I would love to see you face-to-face again. So next week, all going well, we're planning to be back in the building. So, hey, if you can make it along, we would just so love to see you. Let's just pray as we come to God's word for today. Father, I just thank you for your presence that's with us. There's no distance in prayer, and Lord, that you are always with us wherever we are. And I just pray, Holy Spirit, today, would you just speak to every person who's tuned in, a word from heaven, Lord, that will deeply impact their lives and will just help them to move forward in whatever situation they're facing today. Holy Spirit, let this not just be words. Let it not just be information. But Lord, let this message bring transformation because that's what we all long for. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to kick off with a really interesting verse of Scripture found of all places in the book of Job, chapter 5 and verse 7. Listen to this. Man is born to trouble as sparks fly upwards. Isn't that the truth? From the day that we are born, all throughout our lives, we face struggles because we live in a sin-sick and a fallen world. One of the results of this, the trouble that you and I face, is that all of us are bruised and broken in some areas of our lives. I certainly am. So as a result of that, one of the greatest areas in which I believe we need training and skill is how to manage correctly pain, struggle, adversity, all the things that life throws at us so that as a result of it, we don't crash and burn, but we actually are able to move forward, even grow as a result of that. So I'm going to try, (laughs) do my best to give you some skills and management of pain and struggle. You know, God's always at work in our lives to make us better people, to bring out the best in us. Philippians 1 verse 6, great verse. Being confident of this very thing, he who began a good work in you, remember he's begun a good work, not a bad work, uh, will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. I just want to acknowledge right now that some of the thoughts I've got today come from T.D. Jakes. So I've got this eagle here with me today. And one of the things that we need to understand about eagles is for an eagle, uh, you know, it's all about soaring is all about soaring is all about flying for the eagle all right but for the eaglet the baby eagle for it to soar it's all about falling because <laughs> what happens is that the mother eagle let's say this is the mother eagle basically pushes the little eaglets out of its nest out of its source of food and it's kind of like in free fall it's like in fear and it's panic, and all that kind of stuff that would go with that. You can imagine that. It's like a severe trial for the eaglet. 
But in the process, it learns to fly. It learns to soar. And I think one of the things we have to understand in life is that struggles and crushing often precede soaring in our lives. So for every trial that you face, whatever you may be going through today, God's will is for you to soar like eagles. And that's the theme of today's message. And I believe there's a call of the Spirit for eagle Christians to now arise. What will they do? They will show the church and they will show the world that in every crisis, in every adversity, we can use it to fly higher, make us better people, release the potential that is in us. And how we need to see that modeled in the church and in the world today. And one of the things I have to be really careful about <laughs> is that I don't always preach about soaring, which you know I love to do. I love to talk about the promises of God. You know, God is your provider. He's your healer. You know, you're the head and you're not the tail and, and victory and breakthrough. I love preaching that stuff, but I've got to be careful that that's not all I preach. You see, if I don't talk about the struggles, the crushing, the pain, you're going to leave confused. We need to understand that trials are the process and soaring is the promise. There's the process and there's the promise. So you might come to some services and you, know, you hear all about the promises of God and then you go home and you're confused. You're confused because you've heard all about the promises and the victory and the breakthrough and the soaring, but actually you're in the process. You're struggling, you're in pain, and you're not experiencing the promises of God or the soaring in your life. So what happens then is you think, I must be doing something wrong. I'm a bad Christian. Where have I sinned? What have I done? No, no, no. What you've got to understand is most likely you've not done anything wrong, but you're in the stage of the process, which you might find your process for you might be your marriage is struggling, <laughs> your children won't obey you, you're sick, there's financial struggles, you, you've got some addiction, you hate your job. All of these things are going on. But I want you to understand today that what's most likely happening is you're in that stage of the process that in time will lead to the blessing. If you look through Scripture, one of the things that you find is that the people God used the most seem to have been crushed the most. I think of people like Joseph, <laughs> the pit, the prison, the betrayal, you know, falsely accused. I think of David hiding in caves over a decade, running from a mad king who's throwing javelins at him and wanting to kill him. What about Jesus? No one was crushed more than Jesus and we could go on but each one of them used their struggles to do great things for God they came through their struggles and they became the person 
that God had called and anointed them to be. Aren't you glad that these eagle Christians are in the Bible? Because it helps you and me think, if they can get through, then maybe we can as well. And of course, with God's help, we can. I've got here a bow and an arrow that I've used over the years at different times. And one of the things we have to understand about a bow and an arrow is simply, it's very simple, this. These, these are quite sharp, by the way, so just a while you're not in a house because you could get injured from this thing here. But <clears throat> the thing we have to understand is, you know, if you want the arrow, it depends on how far you want it to go, how high you want it to go. The higher you want to go, the more you have to stretch it. And you've got to stretch it and stretch it and stretch it. And what we've got to understand in our own lives, this, you know, the pressures and the stretchings we have to go through is often, I'm going to let this thing go because there's no one in the house. Oops, <laughs> that was an epic fail, wasn't it? Let me try that one again. I'm going to try this. I'm going to let this thing go and see. Wow. Gosh, just about to the back of the auditorium. Do you get the point? God stretches us. The more we get stressed, the more pressure we face, it's often because God wants us to go further and he wants us to go higher. So let's not regret <laughs> All the things that God permits and allows to go through us to go through our lives. But also remember, God will always give strength for the stretch. So no matter what you go through, He'll always provide the grace for you to get through it. Now, here's the key. How we respond to the crushing, to the trial, will determine whether it becomes something positive in our lives, something powerful or else something very destructive. See, the key issue is not what you go through. It's how you respond to what you actually go through. There are some people around who have been dealt the same terrible hand that you've been dealt, but they've used it to their advantage to become better people, to become more loving and kind, and to do more for God than even before they went through their struggle, and through their trial. And I believe that you also can do the same. Here's a quote for you. Sometimes God uses your deepest pain as the launching pad of your greatest calling. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes God uses your deepest pain. And some of you I know, so I look you in the eye, you're going through some deep pain. Can I encourage you today that God can use that to launch you into your greatest calling? Do you know that these eagles, and there's one on the screen there as well, they say the only one of creation that doesn't fear the storm. Do you know why? Knows how to use a storm to fly to the greatest heights. And God's calling you and I to become like eagle Christians who know how to use the storms to go further and to go higher than we've ever been before. We want to get to a place where we don't fear the storms, knowing that we can use them to our advantage. Sometimes the greatest soaring comes in the midst of the greatest darkness. I think of John Bunyan. Some of you may have heard of him. Powerful, powerful preacher. Drew large crowds. But in 1661, he was put in prison for 12 years. 
While in prison, he's living with the possibility of death sentence, separation from his wife, his family, his church, and those things were so painful. And then he was offered freedom if he stopped preaching. But he refused to stop preaching. But in jail, he wrote Pilgrim's Progress, which has blessed millions of people. Finally, he was released in 1672. So great darkness resulted in great blessing. He used it to soar like an eagle. If you and I are going to be eagle Christians, it's good to talk all about this, but how do we actually become that? How do we actually do that? Well, there's a verse of Scripture we need to not only know in our heads, but understand in our hearts. Isaiah 40, 31, you know it well, but listen to it again because it's so important in the context of what I'm sharing. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Now, the word wait in Hebrew is quava, Q-U, no, sorry, Q-A-V-A-H, which means to braid or to bind yourself to something. As we wait on the Lord, we entwine ourselves, we braid ourselves with God himself. And as a result of that, we can mount up with wings like eagles, we can run or not be weary, because now God is empowering us. God is strengthening us. God is helping us to use our adversity to advantage. We need to learn to wait upon the Lord to become like eagle Christians. Sometimes we suffer because of our own mistakes. Some of you are probably asking that question right now. Sometimes the Lord deals with us like in Hebrews 12 verse 6, the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Here's my point. Even when you suffer because of your own mistakes, God can still use it to help you to soar like an eagle. He can help you to use it to your advantage, to make, make you a better person and to bring out the potential that's hidden within you. With God, the greatest sinners can become the greatest saints. That's something that I'm starting to see more and more. I think of the woman at the well. I mean, come on, six husbands and now with 11. What happens? She gets saved and becomes a leader in the revival. It's just amazing how God can turn a life around and no matter what a person's been through, they can become a great saint for God. This is amazing grace. You know, my heart, increasingly as the years go by, is I never want to give up on anyone. I want to keep believing in people. I don't care how far they've fallen, what mistakes they've made. I know my God is a God of forgiveness and a God of restoration. Think of the prodigal son. I mean, a prodigal son, he leaves the father's house. You can say he leaves the church. He goes into wild living. I mean, bad, bad living. Then as soon as he turns around to come back, the father runs to him. I mean, he's not even waiting to see what condition the boy's heart is in, really. He runs to him. He just sees him coming home. You know, there's no, there's no lecture. <laughs> there's no sermon. There's open arms. And he says, what do he say? He says, come, get the best robe. Get the ring. Get the sandals. Get the fatted calf. We're going to have a party. You see, friends, God will never, ever abandon his people. 
whether you made the mistake yourself or whether you're suffering because of some other situation, God's got a hold of you and his, his grip is so strong, <laughs> he will never, ever let you go. He'll never give up on you. He'll never abandon you. And friends, can, can I ask you and me as part of Church Unlimited Family, whatever church you belong to, please don't abandon people. Don't give up on people. Don't abandon your friends or anyone else. Christianity really is all about a cross. Suffering. Jesus is up front. <laughs> he doesn't hide it. Someone says no one is as brutally honest about suffering as Jesus. Matthew 16, 24, Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Jesus never hides this aspect of our lives. Crushing is a stage. Your trial, your tragedy is a stage. It's not a destination. Some people make the crushing, the address. But that's not what God wants. Not only do we have to go through the trials, it's going to happen anyway. Not only are we going to have to face them, but we actually have to go through them. We have to get through them to the other side. So don't get stuck in your trial. Don't get stuck in your struggle. Don't quit, as we've been preaching. Don't give up on your dreams. It's really important that you and I tell other people how you, or that we've been crushed and the fact that we have survived because that's going to get them through. See, somebody out there needs to know how you've battled through a terrible marriage, how you've battled through a major crisis in your life, how you've battled through difficult children or a tragedy or abuse or whatever it might be. Revelation 12 verse 11 says, they overcame him by the word of their testimony. See, your testimony is going to help someone else to overcome. Now, I'm not saying you've got to shout it from the rooftops, but as you let people know that you've faced battles, and that's what we see in the Bible. We see people who face battles, and Jesus makes it, God makes it all clear. Let's just read all about it. It's not hidden. What does that do? That helps us overcome our, our battles as well because we see that others have been through this before. So tell somebody. <laughs> the word of your testimony is such a powerful, powerful thing. We need to let our roots go down deep for what I'm talking about today to actually work in our lives. And I think one of the dangers I see in the social media generation. They love posting. Hey, I love posting as well. But the danger I see is there can be a lack of depth and a superficial faith. So when the enemy really comes in and attacks, they're not able to stand up under the pressure because the roots have not gone down deep enough. One of my burdens in my heart is I want to raise up or I want to see a generation arise who have real depth in God, who have a close walk with the Lord, and who spend more time with God than they do with social media. I want to get this book and its teachings so deep into your life that it doesn't matter what you face, 
or what you struggle with, there will be enough in you of your depths of your relationship with God to see you through the battle and the struggle and to come out the other side and to actually soar to heights in God. We need our roots, friends, to go down deep. And so when you and I, when someone faces the dark night of the soul, we don't crash, we don't collapse, we don't fall away from God. But in fact, we do the reverse. We use the storm to soar like eagles. And I know with God's grace, you can do that, and I can do that as well. Sure, in the midst of it, you're going to hurt. <laughs> you're going to groan. You're going to complain. You're going to ask questions. But you hold on to your faith, and you come out the other side into a better place in God and fulfilling more of the potential God has placed in your life. One of the things I heard said was this. You need a friend. We all need a friend. We need someone that we can talk to about how we are really feeling. You know, what's deep inside of us. Someone who's not going to judge you. <laughs> someone who's not going to criticize you. Someone who's not going to abandon you but they're going to listen to you. You see, we need a friend that we can turn to and we can tell them, hey, look, I'm struggling. I'm running on empty. I'm hurting. This is really tough. A problem shared is a problem halved. Do you have friends like that? I do. Can I encourage you to invest in friendships? because they're so important when we have times of battle and struggle. So in all that I'm saying, you have to get through the dark part to get to the good part. You know, before Joseph could say, God meant it for good, he had to get through the pit, he had to get through the prison, he had to get through the struggles, he had to get through the dark in order to get to the good part. So if we don't know how to deal with the dark part, we're never going to get to see the good part. And that's really what my message is about. The dark part is the process. And there's always a dark part. You know, in your walk with God, in a project, in a study, in a marriage, you know, a relationship, things start really well. <laughs> and you're going, great. You know, maybe you're getting fit or a diet. Then you come to the dark part where it's hard. And man, you want to quit. You want to give up. No, no, no. If you don't go through the dark part, you'll never get to the good part. Adrian and I, like many couples, you know, we've had some dark times in our marriage. But we got through the dark part. It didn't become our address. It didn't become our destination. And we got through to the good part. And now it's, it's good. It's really good. It's better than it's ever been. And often... The dark part comes just before the good part. Here's a great verse for you. Psalm 27, 13. I remain confident of this. I remain confident. I'm saying this to you. Confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I want to speak that directly to you. I remain confident of this. You, you, my friend, will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but there's people tuned in, and you need to hear that exact scripture. Psalm 27, verse 13. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of 
the living. Guess what? You were born to make it. You were born to make it. God knew you were gonna face what you're facing today. And he put in you everything you need to make it and get through to the other side. Your wife needs you to make it if you're married. Your husband needs you to make it. Your wife needs you to make it. Your kids need you to make it. Your friends need you to make it. For me, the church, many of you need me to make it because that will give you the strength that you also can make it. For every person who makes it, it's gonna inspire tens, twenties, hundreds of others to also make it through, through the dark part to get to the good part. So don't let someone say something to you that makes you give up. Don't let somebody who mistreated you, betrayed you, let you die in the dark. No, don't do that. To use your struggle so that you soar like an eagle. The key is to learn, as I said, to wait upon God. Develop your relationship with him. That's the core of this. Your roots go deep. Daniel eleven thirty two. you know it well. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out Great exploits. Do you want to know one of the greatest exploits you can have? Is using your trials to get closer to God and to release the potential within you. I believe, friends, as I start to wrap this up, God is raising up an army of eagle Christians in our church, in our nation, and beyond who will soar to incredible heights in God, will do exploits, will carry the fires of revival and see the kingdom of God advance like never before. That's the call of eagle Christians. And you are called, you, called, anointed, shaped by God to be one of those eagle Christians. So hang in there. Go through the process. Get through the dark because your best days are ahead of you. And let the eagle within you soar to unexpected heights in God. Amen. What do you do with a message like this? Can I just give you a few quick points of how you might respond? The first thing I just want to touch on, and please stay with me just a little bit longer. You may feel you're suffering for your own mistakes, and so you feel condemned, you feel so bad. Look, it's okay. God understands. There is forgiveness in God, and even though it's a mistake you made, God can still use that to cause you to soar like an eagle, to become a better person and to rise to greater heights in God. Don't be too hard on yourself. Remember the grace and the love of God. Secondly, maybe today as you've listened, you think, man, I'm stuck. <laughs> I've made my trial. I've made my struggle my destination. It's now my address. That's all I can ever talk about. No one can get me out of it. Maybe you're stuck in that place. Can I say Make a decision today. Okay, I've heard the message. I'm gonna get out of this destination, this address that I've established, and with God's help, I'm gonna keep going through. There is light ahead. You said, Pastor, how can I keep going through? One step at a time. 
one day at a time. They said, the Bible says they walk through the valley. You walk through, you keep walking because eventually there is light at the end of the tunnel. The last point would be this. Ask God to help you and just say, God, I want to be an eagle Christian. I want to be a model to other Christians of how someone can use adversity to great advantage, to soar to heights that maybe we would not have soared to otherwise, to, to become a better person for the potential within us to be released. God's looking for an army of eagle Christians in this hour. And I believe you, because you're listening to this message, are called to be one of those. I want us to sing a song together. Do you know what song I want to sing? It's called Sea of Victory. Why we want to sing this? Listen to some of the words in this song. You take what the enemy meant for evil, the crushing, the trial, the tragedy, the disaster, and you turn it for good. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Come on. Stand up, stretch out your hands, do something. I don't know what you want to do. Maybe you're even in bed. I don't know where you are. But come on, let's sing the words of the song. But don't just sing them. Encounter God and let something stir within your heart that what the enemy meant for evil, God's going to turn it for good and you're going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory.
Wow, what an amazing song that was. I trust that you enjoyed singing. I trust you felt some vibes in your spirit, something in your heart stirring and thinking, man, I'm gonna get through the dark part. I'm gonna get to the good part. I'm gonna use my trial. I'm gonna soar with wings like, a, like an eagle to great heights. I'm gonna be one of those eagle Christians in these days that's gonna be a model for others of how to turn adversity into advantage. Maybe... As you've tuned in today, you don't know Jesus. You're not a Christian. You're not saved. Well, I want to give you an opportunity to make the greatest decision of your life. And maybe you're in that place where your crushing has become your destination. It's become your dress. And you're really struggling with life. And you don't know any way out of it. You don't know how to move forward. I'm telling you, there is someone, a God in heaven, there is a Jesus who loves you, who can help you through your crisis into a place of great advantage and great blessing and to actually release the potential that is in you. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, and what I mean by that is you don't have a personal walk with God. You've never invited him into your heart. And if you were to die today, you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. You don't know whether you're going to go up or you're going to go down. Well, the Bible is very clear. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That means when you die, you go to heaven to be with forever with the Lord. If you don't know Jesus and you want to, or maybe you've fallen away from God, maybe you face some crushing and adversity and you thought, man, I'm out of here. I can't trust this God. Maybe you walked away from God, but you've tuned in today and God, you're not tuned in by chance. God loves you. He's reaching out to you. Like with the prodigal son, his arms are stretched out to bring out the robe and the, you know, the, the, the sandals and the fatted calf and, and, and the ring to celebrate. So if that is you and you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to get right with God and you'll let me pray for you, would you pray this prayer with me right now? Say these words, Dear Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross just for me. You shed your blood for my sins so I come to you today and I confess my sins to you I ask you to forgive me and now Lord Jesus please come into my heart I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior Amen if you made that decision Congratulations. It's the best decision you will ever make. And we'd love to help you in this new journey of faith with God. So please do contact us at Church Unlimited or a church that is nearby to you so we can help you and you can be assisted in this brand new walk and life that you have just stepped into. Hey, it's been great. So good that you could join with me today. God does have great plans ahead for you. So please, hold steady. It's going to get good. It's going to get really good. Just get through the dark part because the good part is waiting and I believe it's not far away. May God richly and wonderfully bless you.